Hello everyone and welcome back to Decorum Green Connections, the podcast about environmental, political and green issues around Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring. Now how much do you care about climate change? Enough to stop traffic in central London and risk being arrested? Well that's what newly formed group Extinction Rebellion do, attention-grabbing civil disobedience. Their members and activists feel that governments aren't doing nearly enough to reduce human impacts on the planet, and the only way to communicate the importance of climate change is through rebellious acts. The group has been going for only a few months, but has already made the evening news cycles. I spoke to Sue, Sharon and Leslie about their experiences on Extinction Rebellion swarms and other activities. I started by asking, what does Extinction Rebellion do? Sue answers first. Okay, Extinction Rebellion is a very new movement. It's only actually been running, if you like, for two months, I think, but it's already international. And the the way that it's different from other forms of protest, if you like, about climate change is that it embraces civil disobedience. Obviously, non-violent, strictly non-violent, but civil disobedience. And so what kind of form does, does that take? Well, last um, Saturday, um, one of the things that was done was that a coffin was going to be buried in Parliament Square to symbolise all of the species that we've lost um, to extinction. And then after that had happened, um, in fact, it couldn't happen because the police uh, surrounded um, the so-called grave. And this was all actually treated very affectionately. And we said, oh, the the police are protecting the grave. Um, uh, then we all marched down Whitehall and then we sat down um, in Whitehall just at the end of Downing Street. We couldn't get into Downing Street because there's um, big gates there. But a lot of us just kind of sat down in Whitehall and a few um, people staged a so-called die-in where you, you kind of mimic, you lie down in the street and you um, imitate death to symbolise all the species, again, that we're losing. And, yeah, we, we all sat down there. So quite often this is kind of stopping the traffic or, or creating some kind of disturbance for the general public. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Um, people have locked on and glued their hands to buildings, so um, we weren't involved in that. But this happened soon after the launch of Extinction Rebellion, and this was on at the Department of business something and energy Um, and there is spraying of messages and the extinction rebellion symbol Um, so that's technically um, criminal damage although i believe that they only use washable chalk based um, ink so you said that um, extinction rebellion is only now a couple of months a month old what kind of action has taken place so far what's the timeline There was a launch, um, the call to rebellion, on the last day of October, and that was at Parliament Square. There were lots of speakers, some of them well-known, some of them not. Uh, There was a lot of singing. One of the most memorable things for me was a speech by Greta Thunberg, the very young um, girl in Norway who has uh, initiated school strikes every week. These are now spreading to other countries. Uh, so it was in the news, actually, that uh, in Australia this, this happened recently. Um, and we then, having had the speeches and actually quite a lot of crying and silences, it was all very emotional and 
quite spiritual, very moving. We then all moved into the road. And for many people there, that was their first experience of civil disobedience because we were obviously blocking the road. So that was the start of it. So that was that was day one. And there's been action almost every week since. Am I right in thinking? Um, yes, there has. Um, there have been two Saturday um, re- rebellion days, if you like. Um, and also Extinction Rebellion took part in the march this weekend that Sharon mentioned, which wasn't actually organised by Extinction Rebellion, but they were part of it. Um, In between, there was the swarming, or if you like, roadblocks, where um, instead of blocking bridges, which is what had happened on the previous Saturday, um, busy roads were occupied for seven minutes at a time um, during the rush hour in the morning. And Leslie and I went along to the first one, um, on the Wednesday, we went to Earl's Court where we, we met at a church and it, it wasn't clear at the beginning whether we would have enough um, in terms of numbers to make it viable because obviously if you're going to stop the traffic you need a minimum of I think they said about 15 people. Uh, we did in the end and um, it was one of the most um, memorably traumatic experiences of my life and I did feel after we'd done it okay we've done it now I don't regret doing it but I'm not sure I could ever do it again now I'm up for it again I've had time to recover and what uh, maybe Leslie wants to jump in here I don't know yes. what, what 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 about it was so kind of dramatic and um, and influenced you so much um, I think the first thing we ought to say is that a large number of young people who I talked to had joined the movement because of the the 6th IPCC report and I talked to them and they said yes it's being discussed at university it's it's not just that I've heard but everybody's talking about it. So just to clarify that's the report that came out maybe two months ago uh, which suggested we needed we had 12 years in which to reduce our climate change emissions down to to below 1.5 degrees of warming to not have the, the kind of chaos of a two degree warming is that that's the one? That's right, and it also is um, an amazing... I have read the the 25-page summary, and what it does is it goes right across the board. It actually talks about the banking system, investment. um, It talks about everybody, absolutely everybody, having a role to play. It says that consumers, which we all are, can influence... Um, politics by their choices of what they buy and, of course, what they don't buy. And it actually says that the crucial thing is land use. Land use so that we replant trees means we lose 7% of the um, area to grow crops, um, and that's essential, those those trees coming back. Um, So we have to have people, of course, reining back on extreme forms of diet, such as beef, (laughs) um, and moving towards a degree of vegetarianism or um, as a major, major step towards dealing with with this. Uh, That's the sort of report it is. It is actually a hopeful report, but it says that at two degrees, we are really... It's going to be ten times more difficult to do those things because of the fantastic disruption that would occur. So I guess Extinction Rebellion has been built out of that report. Was it as a direct 
reaction. And the other report, it's was the people we're talking about, of course, is the World Wildlife Fund report that says that we've lost 60% of the vertebrates across the world since 1970, that this is uh, the biggest extinction probably since the dinosaurs, and it's going at fantastic speed. And so those are the two big drivers, plus, of course, the fact that the government and in the budget and so on is completely ignoring uh, everything of this sort. And many people have tried, like we have, talking to our MP, it's a waste of time. Right, we've got to do something. We cannot allow the planet to... act. Well, we're going extinct. And so the um, style of Extinction Rebellion is not to say, oh, um, look, it's a bit of a problem, but we're going to be nice about this. It is to put the, the, the destruction right in people's faces, the coffin stuff. This will kill us. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time that people have been so direct, and it is the truth that if we don't wake up, we're finished. There is a, a song um, that, that has been sung and that you can find on the Extinction Web Rebellion website. I, I just wanted to say that it begins, I'm sorry, my dear, but this is an emergency. I'm sorry, my friends. I didn't want to stop you when you were having such a fine time. But this is an emergency, your house is all on fire. And that's very much the message of Extinction Rebellion. So when we were sitting that morning um, blocking the road with traffic honking at us, with people shouting abuse, with people actually in some cases getting out of their cars. One man got out of his car and came and lifted me up and carried me out of the road. Um, you, so when we were facing all that hostility, we were very much saying all the time on the placards and over the PA, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your inconvenience. I'm sorry to disrupt your day like this, but this is an emergency. And I think the point is that all other avenues have been explored and, and exhausted. And the fact that the government didn't even mention climate change once in the budget that came out just a couple of days before the before Extinction Rebellion was launched really shows that it's not on the agenda for our government and for many other governments and you know they, they might talk the talk on on occasions when obliged to but it needs to be the main focus and the only way to push this to the, the top of the agenda all around the world is to make a big fuss, to create, if you like, a kind of chaos, to make the news. Because um, the news media are very good at ignoring all the things that have been done beforehand. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't actually ignore the fact that the traffic in London, in central London, was at a standstill for three mornings during the rush hour. That even got to the BBC six o'clock news for London. Um, so that's why it's not anybody's choice who would want to sit in a road in the freezing cold, breathing in the fumes, mm -hmm. receiving that level of hostility and abuse, feeling extremely vulnerable. Who would choose that? It's only It was only done and things like that will be done again because it feels like all that's left 
and something has to be done. So what else? And I suppose the, in the broader the broader question is, do we think, do you around the table think that this action will work, will make a difference compared to previous action? I think it's got a chance of working. It made me think of the very, probably one of the most successful MVDAs that's taken place in this country, which is the Green and Common movement that I was loosely associated with. And that did succeed in getting, it was one of the things that succeeded in getting cruise missiles um, removed from British soil. Mm. And so my hope is that this movement could, it, it's much more, it's much more, um, dis, um, it, it's over a much wider area. It's not just concentrated in one place. Um, but that uh, over a period of years, that was successful. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Because um, for those who are inconvenienced, they're just going to feel very frustrated but I guess that that is almost the point is to create is to create that disfact that that awareness. I talked to the drivers and went up the line. Um, we happened to be in the most sensitive area with the biggest um, tailback. The bus driver and and other people said in other areas they had seventy percent support from drivers, which we didn't. But all the bus drivers were in our favour and understood. Interestingly, I found, just this is just my observation, that um, a large number of people from various ethnic backgrounds were fully aware, um, and I would suggest that was possibly because they were in contact with people somewhere in the world who it's hitting them more, or simply they're more, more interested in international news. Um, and uh, I did, I mean, for instance, I talked to three builders who were coming into London from Southampton. They were going to do flooring. Um, they joshed with me. They had a big laugh. They, they took the piss, but they fully, fully understood. Right, yes, in our spot, there were a lot of uh, angry and negative people. Um, but, you know, I'm telling you, there were people who fully understood already. And we were in a bad spot for aggression, if you like. So, you know, it's not, it's not simple, black and white. I also think that while many of us, while in the heat of the moment, i.e. being inconvenienced, uh, stressing about getting to work on time, might feel hostile. But I, I would hope that afterwards, once, that once they had got to work and once they had st had time to think about why we were there, uh, I would hope that a lot of those people, even the people who were angry at the time, might appreciate the need for action um, and there were lots of lovely messages I came across one on Twitter from a mother whose son had been going to school had been held up that day and he had he was only a teenager and he had used that opportunity to stand up and address everybody on the bus about why he um agreed with the action we were taking and how urgent it is. Um, so it is young people who are driving this movement. It is young people who have the greatest understanding of the necessity to act now. Um, and I think that, for me, is, is the, the biggest source of hope, that they're not going to let go because it's their future that's at stake. And I think it's also shaming for the governments of the world when the children, the school children, um, gather together in a square and say, we're not going to school. And if you want us to be less activist, 
you have to be less shit. And that's what they're saying. And, and I think it's really powerful. And so p- part of the risk of um, part of the risk of uh, going to any event with Extinction Rebellion is you may get arrested because this is civil disobedience, um, and you may get a criminal record. Um, how do you all feel about that as a potential outcome of sitting in the road? Um, in principle, I'm not um, opposed to being arrested. I have a job where if I don't turn up, it's going to inconvenience quite a lot of people. It's not like I can just say, oh. If I don't do this work today, it can be done tomorrow because it can't because I teach people and and I inconvenience my colleagues. I feel to some extent I have to make a a choice about what is my main commitment in my life at the moment. So if it came down to me having to uh, not meet my commitment to my work, I would feel ambivalent about being arrested. But I'm not opposed to being arrested on principle. Um, Yes, I I would have said at the beginning that I'd rather not be arrested. Um, As an author going into school, I don't, well, I can't have a criminal record, if you like. Um, But actually, I think I've moved past that now because this is so big. This this is so important. Actually, everything else pales into insignificance. And if that's what's necessary, if that's what it takes, then yes, I am prepared to be arrested. And I think a lot of people feel like that. A lot of people who are law-abiding and well-behaved and not naturally rebellious um, have reached that point. Uh, There are um, grandparents uh, against climate change. Uh, That was one of the banners I saw uh, at the launch. So there are a lot of older people like me, if you like, who've never been in trouble with the police, but but yes, would would do that now if it felt right, if, if it felt right and necessary. Um, I would like to emphasise that everybody I met and I was with um, were very strong on you do not have to get arrested. You can step away. This is your choice. It's, it's not obligatory. There was no intention to get anybody uh, arrested to put them into a more radical frame, quite the opposite. And um, I, I think I would get arrested, yes, I will, but it's absolutely not necessary. You can step off that road onto the pavement when they warn you <laughs> and they won't arrest you. So, I, I, you know, you'd really do have a choice. Yes, I think it's very important to say that the movement is democratic and respectful and it's not hierarchical. So, yes, there are certain people who started it off, but actually it's very much a people's movement and the respect that's built in isn't just for each other, it's for the police as well and for everybody else out there. So, um, yes, everybody makes their own their own decision and nobody's going to look down on you if you walk away at that moment when staying would lead to arrest. Uh, obviously everybody is offered cards which which give you um, phone numbers and information in case you are arrested. Um, but I, I, I think it's an inspiring movement because the word love is actually used a lot and for me that that is the driver. It is love of humanity, love of all species, love of children unborn or, or whatever you like to, however you like to phrase it, that, that drives this. 
Um, and that makes it different, I think, from, from a political movement. There, there is something very deep and fundamental um, un- underlying this. And so how, um, if there is no kind of massive leadership structure like a kind of political party would have, how do you organise yourselves? How do you get together? Who kind of pulls it together? Is it all done on social media? There are affinity groups, um, and what happened with the with blocking the road that first Wednesday was that um, Leslie and I had both signed up online that we were willing to to join in with the swarming, and so we got a phone call um, giving us more more detailed instruction and information. Um, yes, a lot happens online, and if you want to be involved, you do have to keep an eye on Twitter and. On, on the Facebook page, um, because things happen quite suddenly. New events are posted on the Extinction Rebellion Facebook page, not quite daily, but at very short notice, um, it, something might go up that is happening tomorrow. So, yes, it's, it's very much driven by social media. And they do have Wednesday night meetings in London um, to decide what to do. And at the last one, 200 people turned up. So it's not just a small coterie of, of conspirators or any of that nonsense. Um, uh, yeah, there's an awful lot of people involved who are taking these kind of related decisions because everybody really has much the same agenda, but going off also on their own tack. And uh, other groups are, Extinction Rebellion groups are um, growing up around the country. So there is now an Extinction Rebellion Hertfordshire group on uh, Facebook. Um, and I think the idea is very much that although it's very effective and news grabbing to take action in the cities, it would also be good if smaller scale actions took place right across the country so that everybody has a chance of coming across one wherever they are. And finally, so we've talked about kind of the UK, finally broader UK picture, and this has now become sort of international within within a very short time frame as well. Do, do, do any of you know a little bit around what's happening internationally or aware of a little bit? Well, one thing I can contribute is that uh, 10,000 people demonstrated in Finland uh, about the same issues. I think yesterday in Australia, I'm not sure how many, but several um, hundreds of school children walked out of their school. So there's various bits of bobs going on, and I guess it's just going to build from here. There's just one thing I'd like to add, is that there is definitely an awareness of how this is affecting all the peoples of the world. One of the things I really liked on the march last Saturday was people holding up large photographs of um, people suffering in what we sometimes call developing countries, people in their houses up to their knees in water, um, in, in Asia, in Africa, <clears throat> in India. So there, there is this awareness that um, other countries are being affected more than, than our richer countries, and it's the richer countries that are contributing more to this. So I like that, um, you know, that very visual emphasis on the international implications of this. I'm sorry, my friends, I didn't want to stop you when you were A massive thank you to Sue, Sharon and Leslie for sharing their stories. If you want to get involved with Extinction Rebellion, they're easily found online. 
I'll leave you with a track called Emergency, performed by Blythe, Pepino and Grace Gillian, which is widely used by the Extinction Rebellion Choir. And if we do not rise up now All this will turn to ashes I'm sorry, my friends I didn't want to trouble you When you were having such a hard time But this is an emergency The waters are all climbing And so we have to rise up now Or we will soon be drowning I'm sorry my friends that we have all been arguing and now we're nearly out of time but this is an emergency there'll be no food for eating and so we have to rise up now this knife will be for fighting I'm sorry my children I didn't want to frighten you and this is no ghost story this is an emergency our leaders have all failed us and so we have to rise up now and join the rebellion and so we have to rise up now